It's time for Q&A Christmas edition <laughs> So I ask you guys to ask me questions And you ask more than 200 questions So my team went through them And they put me the 30 most cool questions So let's go through them How do you feel about the fact that you are an inspiration And influence to so many people? I think I always had, you always have an impact, but the question is in how, what scale? So I always had an impact among my friends or, or everyone has an impact among their friends. Or when you upload something on your story on Instagram and like 500 people see it, you have an impact to those 500 people. So I was always taking this seriously, but now it's like a responsive. I want to explain you guys. So, uh, this will make you understand who I am. So every day I wake up and I feel a huge responsibility because I think I'm in a unique position. Uh, I don't know, God gifted me with some good gifts and uh, I'm in a unique position to help the world. And that is with money, that is with uh, everything and help the world, not now. Now the all this stuff that I'm doing is just playground for fun and learning. It's my university basically. And I feel a huge sense of responsibility that I'm, let's say, the chosen one uh, to kind of help the world. And this is, oh my God, I cannot describe you how heavy this feeling is, guys. I'm sure if it were, this feeling passed to another person, this probably will crush them. This is harder than Navy SEALs. This is harder than all the challenges that I did. This waking up and this responsibility that you feel that, I am a good person coming from a good family uh, and uh, being gifted all this stuff. And I am going to be better to be the billionaire in comparison to other people. And I will have more impact and make better good in comparison to other people because I'm honest. I am uh, I'm working hard to achieve, to help the people I actually when Jesus said love other people like is yourself I I think I do I, I love myself a lot but I, I love other people as well maybe not as much as myself slightly less but I'm trying to I I love people I and I I want to I love animals that's why I'm vegetarian I don't want to kill them. I love everybody I want to do good in the world and because of this motivation I have this I feel this responsibility that I need to help the world needs me it's kind of sounds stupid and it's like oh this guy is thinking too much of his himself but this is even if I'm stupid guys this is what I feel so uh yeah it's a huge huge uh, in a way, beautiful thing, but a more a burden on my my everyday stress in a way. So yes, I I feel the huge, uh, and also with my videos, guys, I'm trying always to debate. A lot of times we're failing, but sometimes we succeed. I hope more we succeed than we fail. Uh, to make uh, videos that are having a positive impact and they inspire people. I don't know, maybe by me running a half marathon barefoot in the snow and people leave the video and they just feel slightly a bit motivated that 
they can do something better in their life or they can go to a task with a different perspective, more in a different way or just felt good about the video and inspired them for them for their dreams or whatever the thing is. So yeah, it's 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 a huge part of my life, the responsibility that I feel. How is your relationship with Arak now? Why don't you appear on his videos and channel anymore? So Arak is the YouTuber that uh, uh, when I came to United States with only a dream to become a YouTuber, and I have uh, three years ago, and I had uh, 10,000 subscribers, less than 10,000 or maybe 15,000, I don't remember very well. Uh, and I came and the second day that I, I came with one goal to meet Arak and give him a box. It was one YouTuber, now it's a lot bigger. He has more than I don't know, 15 million subscribers. And back then he only had 1 million subscribers. So I came to United States just to meet him and deliver him a box. And then after I met him, the second day, I was very lucky that he accepted out of the videos that I made to meet him. Uh, and I was very lucky that he was looking for teammates uh, back then. So he put me in his team. He was he saw that I'm cool or whatever, and he liked me being a character on his videos. But and I I'm hugely uh, understand and grateful to him that he was probably the biggest reason why my channel now is successful. So, but uh, after. But I was working for him for free for one year, one and a half year. So for free, uh, it was uh, every, every time that he texted me for a video, I was going. And I'm not saying that, oh, my God, I was for free. But like, yes, he was not paying me. So it was not like him giving me a favor. It was making sense for him as well because I was a good character on his videos. So... I was making, let's say, his videos a bit more entertaining. So uh, so it made sense for him. It made sense for me, for me to learn about YouTube and to do all this stuff uh, 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 about... Uh, and to, to see uh, how they are doing with the cameras, to be... Because he made a lot of YouTubers back then, to be surrounded by other YouTubers... Like uh, that was one reason that I met Mr. Beast, and then after meeting Mr. Beast, I won the Lamborghini from Mr. Beast. So it's basically all because to, of Arak. So, uh, uh, but yeah, he got a lot of stuff out of, of the deal as well. He had a person who was helping him for free, give him, him ideas about his channel, doing everything that uh, I could to improve his channel for one and a half year for free. But then after I had my channel being successful. I thought that uh, I'm a bit bored because my, I have a, a rule of thumb just to do stuff that is fun for me. Uh, so it was more fun for me to go and visit back my family for six, seven months because at that time I was uh, uh, in the United States for two years and I didn't see my family for two years. So I was excited to go back and see them and didn't don't have commitments that I need to come back at any time. So I was, uh, I spoke with him about this and also uh, he he wanted a person that can rely to be in a character in his video for everyone of his video, basically. And so because I wanted as well to film my own videos, kind of it was a, a break point for both of us to kind of, separate and for him to find a person that he wants and for me to do more of my videos that I want. So 
yeah, that was basically it. Now it's a bit sad uh, that uh, we don't speak anymore. I tried to text him uh, to see him, and but uh, he doesn't want to uh, see me. I don't think he hates me. I spoke with him once when we met at, a, at a, an event and he, we hugged and stuff, but uh, he kind of, we don't sp speak anymore. So by the way, guys, this is, I want you to understand one thing about me that you can trust me is that I'm saying always the truth. Uh, and also in my videos, the videos are never fake. And uh, I'm always trying to speak my truth, even if, people will not like it. So, okay, that was a long answer, but I needed answer because a lot of people are asking about this. How did you build up this courage and confidence to do anything you want in public and on video without having any kind of social anxiety? That's a difficult question, I think, actually. Um, so, I don't know how, a lot of it is genes, but I cannot give you advice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's genes, so you cannot help it. But uh, I think uh, from young age, I kind of liked kind of the attention in the public. So uh, I started doing crazy things. I was shouting in, in the middle of everyone and everyone was seeing me. And I, and I thought that, okay, Yes, it's, I feel awkward when I do something and everyone sees me or is awkward, but then I still have my balls. <laughs> I st everything is still okay after. And the same thing when you talk to a girl and when you same thing when you're trying to sell something to someone or trying to talk to a stranger, that you understand after you do it that uh, it's, uh, it's not as difficult as you thought and not as crazy as you thought. And now, to be honest, I'm like, I'm new. It takes me like, uh, I have this, this feeling of like, oh my God, I'm scared. But when I do it and I go actually and I ask people, let's say I have to raise $100 from strangers. I go and the first one is kind of awkward. But then after I do two, three, I have like, okay, after, after five will be okay. And I know it in my head that, okay, just the first ones that are a bit difficult until you warm up and then you do it easily. Building the confidence and like with all this stuff is basically, I think, taking very small steps, but actually doing them because let's say I will go and talk to one stranger today and go and say, even hi, because it's awkward and like, how are you doing? And like, but... Uh, and then you become a lot better. For me now, I, I can have an easy conversation with a stranger and I can ask him to take me to his home to help me in any way. I, it's like easy. It's like built in, you know. It's still a bit strange in the beginning, but like I'm so comfortable doing it. So yeah, that was a long answer. I apologize. But have there any moments in your life that were depressing and hard to wait? Okay. Well, no, I don't think so. Uh, because I always uh, see the depression as a good thing in a way. Because I'm like, bro, I don't want to be happy all the time. Being happy all the time is boring. I want to be depressed. I want to be sad. Because this is what life is about. We are going to die experiencing all these emotions. I know it sucks to be all the time in depression. But for me, I'm, I have, I think, natural genes that I'm 
way happier and optimistic about stuff. So it's not a state that I go often in, but I think uh, the army was hard. Starting a YouTube uh, was hard. Uh, is now, for example, with this a podcast because we don't our podcast is not very successful yet. It's uh, it sucks. It's like I'm working on it for one and a half year. My team is working on it for a half, one and a half year, and it's the patience. And you you are like. Can I do this? Am I good enough to do this? Am I so horrible of a podcaster or whatever? So this is, I think, a continuous battle for everything that you do. And now the same thing with with the second. We started the second channel on the, on Fidias too. It's like, am I good enough to pull this off with this type of videos? Or I, so it's always uh, this kind of... Uh, battle between uh you know but yeah the depressing sean is more about work for me it's not uh about personal things and meaning because yeah i don't know i next question what is the most challenging part of making your videos <laughs> the most challenging part of making my videos <laughs> is uh the la the day before i make the video and the first like one, two hours of making the video. Because there is the stress that, oh my God, what should I do? It's like, uh, because it's a lot of times my videos are very difficult to pull off. So it's like always in the beginning, you're like, oh, like, and you want everything to go well in the first one, two, three minutes of the video, because that's the most important minutes of the video so i'm kind of stressed about that that's the most challenging part about but for me like if you take it a bit uh from a higher perspective what's the most challenging part about making my videos i think they are very difficult uh and physically a lot of times not eating 30 days or what uh, traveling across a country for free so you need to sleep outside you don't need to eat you eat junk food or you don't have water it's it's, it's difficult in a, in a lot of different ways but that's fun for me that's not difficult for me that's why i ask kind of about i said about the videos what is your favorite video that you have made um <laughs> um I think some of the traveling videos were one of my favorite videos that I ever made that YouTube deleted now uh, because of the Japan incident, because I was doing illegal activity inside. Um, but another video that, it, like probably 30 days no food, that was one of the most difficult video I think I did. Also the Elon Musk video, I think probably the Elon Musk video is my favorite video it sucks it's not a good video but kind of the last three minutes is good if you had to tell someone one day to motivate themselves in life what quote uh have fun have fun is very important choose stuff choose career choose stuff that is fun for you i think that's the one piece of advice that i give to motivate people because if you are not having fun that is not worth it at the end of the day we are all going to fucking die, guys. 
all going to fucking die. If you if we didn't have fun in this planet, then what's the point? Uh, having fun and been trying to be a lot better person recently and be kinder, kinder. I don't know how to to other people and do more good in the world. So, but having that's fun. So. Do, having fun, I think, is, is the advice that I give to people to motivate them. What is a country you visited, you want to go again, waiting for you in Serbia? Okay, I want to go back to Burundi because we have to make the video of spending the $20,000 that we connected. So we are now in, Burundi is the worst, poorest country, and we collected $20,000 from you guys, and I put another 10000 of mine. Uh, so total twenty. Uh, and we're going to we are in communication with one organization there and we're trying to build kind of a school in a way not a school a room with computers that everyone in the neighborhood or an, in an orphanage is next to an orphanage that they can use so it takes time and to it's difficult to pull this off and do it correctly because I'm I feel the responsibility of your money guys and I want to do uh, the best uh, to have the maximum effort uh, impact in that time. So it takes some time to, uh, let's go to the next one. By the way, guys, it's a good part to say, I love you. I really love you. I love you. What will you do once you finish being a YouTuber after reaching your goals? Well, I think the next 10 years, guys, is just until I become 30, now I'm 23. Just fun. I don't fucking care about anything. I but uh, it will be kind of a playground for me to learn about business, to learn about managing people, to learn about branding, to learn how to talk with people, how to motivate people, or how to do everything. And then after, I will probably start some sustainable companies that help the world in a way that Elon Musk did with Tesla and SpaceX. And that's kind of, uh, I think, where my life can have maximum impact in the world. Who is your favorite YouTuber you met? It must be Mr. Vist. Uh, yeah, he he was amazing, guys. He sat down, he teach me about YouTube when I had like 300,000 subscribers. He went, took me around his uh, warehouse and showed me stuff. It's amazing. And it's a big inspiration for me. I have a tattoo of his name. So I have a tattoo of Eric in my finger. So it's a huge inspiration to me. Are there any big collaborations ever happening? Uh, no, I don't know. I'm not a big collaboration guy. I did some videos that uh, were very successful in collaboration-wise, but I got a bit bored of it with collaboration stuff. I got bored because takes too much effort and like uh, I don't really like the relationship uh, with other YouTubers because a lot of times it's transactional. They don't really care about you. They just care about what you are providing. So I don't like to live in this world with fake uh, stuff. So I, yeah, collaboration will be fun, but I prefer to spend some time with my friends or make a video by myself because I like, I love spending time myself. But Maybe occasionally some collaborations will happen. What kind of childhood did you have? Well, I had the best childhood 
you can't ever imagine, guys. It's a bit. I wish I had a better story. No, I actually don't wish. I, it, it, from all this stuff that I will tell you, you're going to understand that I had the best childhood ever. So I grew up in a small village with 1,000 people. 1,000 people means uh, that you go out with the bikes, you come, uh, you, you go to school, uh, walking distance. So you do all this stuff. Uh, uh, you have friends, you go uh, and build houses, uh, tree houses with your friends and all this stuff. So, but one of the best things that kind of defined me as a kid was, first of all, the love of my parents but it's mostly the family that I grew up. So I have six siblings, so we're total eight. So uh, being in a family of, uh, of an eight, eight people, it was uh, the best thing that kind of happened to me because it's like a university. Uh, my big brother is seven years older than me and he came to the house and he was like, I'm in the university now. And I th I'm learning more stuff from my startup that I'm learning from the university. I was like, interesting. So I'm just going to skip university. So it's it's kind of a learning hub for everyone. And the same things with my siblings now that they're younger. They're learning from me. They're learning from their... It's kind of a learning environment from everyone. You learn from everyone. It's love from everyone. So family is very, very extremely important for me. So this is kind of how I grew up. And one thing, another thing that helped me a lot with growing up is when I was 17, I had the best high school teacher in the world and I forced him to become my best friend. And you probably know him, guys. there's some videos now playing. Uh, and he's my mentor, my best friend. And uh, he really defined a lot of my life, actually. So it's, uh, it's very beautiful that uh, it, it happened like that. Uh, it, the, if I didn't have him to guide me when I was younger, I was going to be, he inspired me to go traveling. He inspired me to do, to get into the science, philosophy, history, and all these topics that, that is what I am now. So it's uh, these two combinations of, but when I was a kid to say, not all the, the good things. So when I was a kid, before I became 16, I was not the most famous kid in the school. I was bullied a lot of the times. A lot of times the, my friends in the village came to, uh, I was beat up by my friends. Uh, a lot of the times my friends came and stole my bikes and my uh, football balls for from my house uh, because I was kind of a bit nice and naive and couldn't stand for myself. So it was, uh, yeah, uh, some, but I think every child goes through that. But also that was a pivotal moment. Another thing, I don't know if you consider this as a childhood, it's when I finished the Navy SEAL school in my country, Cyprus. Out of 200 uh, people that applied to go to Navy SEALs and only 70 people passed the exercise test. So we were, out of 70 people, I became one of the 13 uh, Navy SEALs of my year. 2019 in the army in Cyprus and going through all these hard moments that was kind of uh, hell week, all this stuff, cold winter, intense training was the best thing that happened because now I know that 
if you anything that you do to me, cancel me. It's not as <laughs> difficult as Shell Week. Do whatever you want to me. It's not as difficult of drowning. Do whatever. So it's it puts kind of perspective uh, to me. I, so that's another way. Do you fake your videos? I told you guys before. You can trust me that. I never fake my videos. Never, ever, ever. Maybe sometimes, for example, uh, I can give an example. Uh, when I was 30 days with no food, it was actually 29 days with no food because my godfather died uh, uh, one day uh, after uh, the two, day 29 and I needed to make a speech for his funeral and I wanted to have some energy to do it. So I felt okay to kind of eat one day earlier. To, but I didn't say it in the video. The video was about 30 days because that's hard to communicate and explain in the video. It's very small things if it will be like that, that will be if there is some kind of fake or miscalculation. But like everything that I do is true. And now I'm actually trying, I don't know, I'm trying to, even when I make uh, the 29 like that uh, days, I'm trying to say it in the video or somewhere in the description. I always put it. Just if you go to the video, you will see it. Uh, forever To be transparent with what was the mistake or what was the thing. So fully, but I cannot sit down here and tell you guys that, yes, my videos are completely uh, real and I expect for you to believe them because... I have a lot of French YouTubers that they say, oh, my videos are 100% real, but their videos, a lot of them are fake. So, but you don't know and you cannot tell. So uh, I cannot prove to you that my videos are real. But for example, I will try, for example, I'm, to show, maybe make a live stream while I'm doing it for you guys to make sure that it's real. But you understand that it's real in some different ways. Like, for example, the Elon Musk series that I was 65 days outside. You cannot say it's fake. Like, you can literally see Elon Musk. Like, am I friends with Elon Musk and manipulate the conversation for him to <laughs> hack me after 65 days? No, I'm, I never I never knew he was my idol. I knew him so he and he was my idol. So you can see some of the stuff. It's an evidence of me not making fake videos that we are doing. How much money you have? So now... Now with the Japan situation, the sponsors uh, are not coming anymore to the challenge, to the channel because of this incident, and uh, we cannot upload the video for the next three months. So both of our biggest revenue streams are. So it's tough. Uh, it's tough now. So, uh, but I did some. I reduce all my expenses to be able to be profitable and make more than we earn. But uh, let's take one step back and say, I think the last couple of th three years or two years, I made $1 million <laughs> and I lost it all <laughs> in a way. Not lost it, kind of reinvested back in team, in um, dubbing uh, channels, in... Uh, 
in a lot of different ways reinvested it all back. A lot of the times it was not the best investment. Sometimes, for example, I gave away, I spent in a video $50,000. This video cost me $50,000, which was not the smartest thing to do. Uh, so, which is the airport video for the editors to put it here, not to ask me later. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but now, like, you, I want you to understand, guys, also that I'm 23. A lot of people in my age that are going to universities, they're studying business. But me, I made all these mistakes myself. I went uh, to it and now I know how to... I have the... A lot of, a lot of the times, uh, the, they say that the money, the people with the uh, experience end up with the money and the people with the money end up with the... Uh, experience I'm not sure if uh, but you probably heard that uh, if that was correct uh, so now I have the experience so I can make more money in a better way uh, so yeah I, I'm not uh, I'm not rich but I'm not poor we're making a lot of money we're making uh, so we've been making forty, fifty thousand dollars a month for the last uh, one two years and um, now it's a bit difficult because we're making zero or couple thousand dollars per month which is uh, a bit difficult but as i said before it's uh it's very for me it's not about the money it's about the knowledge it's about the experience and understanding and learning so uh i heard so many stories of people that it's uh, like that that they got their first money and they kind of didn't manage them well, but then they end up with the experience and now their next ventures are doing better. So hopefully in the future, I can answer with uh, better, uh, un with an answer like, oh yes, I have $1 million in the bank. With bank, which I think money is very important in a way because you can, money for me is nothing but just a tool to have impact in the world. So I, I love money. I love money because it allows me to have better and bigger impact in the world. So yeah, that's kind of uh, the way. And let's go for, for the last question. Your thoughts about Palestine and Israeli war. Uh, not too educated on that, but it seems a very complicated topic for me, guys. Palestine and Israel. But now I think it's, uh, it's not. I think the United States kind of, cause this world war because of the miscalculation moves that they did in the leading years coming to this conflict and now that they gave the free okay to israel to do whatever they want in gaza which i think it's uh, without restriction i think it's it's sad but also the thing that hamas did to israel is, is sad as well so it's difficult it's difficult uh but now it's, I think it went out of hand with the Palestine uh, people getting killed. So many people, innocent people. It's, it's crazy. I cannot even picture it. I don't have any experience with the war like that, guys. Uh, no, no relatives that they do. So I'm just talking here for my office here, my table. Not even understanding what's the uh, issue. But I think like the war in Ukraine was caused by the United States and the same uh, was caused by the United States uh, uh, this war. So kind of 
I don't I, I don't hate Palestine, I don't hate Israel here. I hate the United States for the policy that they had and came up for this war. And with this with that being said, it was a, a very raw, honest conversation. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. I hope you learned something or made fun of me or laughed at how stupid I am. Uh, but I am trying to become better. I'm trying to learn as fast as I can. Okay. Merry Christmas to everyone. I love you all. Yes, I'm a bit emotional, but very beautiful, very beautiful.